Hi, I'm Linda Gomez de la Vega, I'm the program coordinator for Burberry Inspire, and I'm one of this year's Emerging Leaders co-chair. I work in a town called Columbia in the state of Maryland in the United States. I have a background in crisis intervention services and program management. I have been fortunate to be a part of IYF for over a year, and I'm very excited to be the host for this episode of Emerging Leaders Podcast. During this episode, I will get the chance to interview and chat with someone that has been successful in many different leadership roles throughout her time at IYF, and I must say, also outside of IYF. One thing I love about her is her ability to make finances, administration, and anything else she does look fun and easy. And I am talking about our chief financial officer and executive vice president of finance, administration, and IT, Ivana Stevens. Hi, Linda. Thank you. And welcome, everybody for the, who's joining us for this podcast. I'm Ivana Stevens. I'm the Chief Financial Officer and Executive Vice President at IYF. I lead, we love our acronyms, I lead our IFAM department, which includes information technology, finance, accounting, and award management of all IYF global office and programs. I work in a town called Baltimore, Maryland, and in the United States, obviously. My background is in accounting, finance, and global operations. I've been with IYF for over 20 years. And as Linda mentioned, in a variety of roles over those years, I actually started out as a finance and administrative assistant at IYF. And I was a founding member of, at that time, what was our young professionals group, which has now since evolved into our emerging leaders. So. I'm very excited about this interview and the opportunity to connect with you, Linda, and the emerging leaders. Um, in addition to my role at IYF, I serve as the vice chair of the Latin American Youth Center, which is based in DC and is an organization with a very similar mission to ours of working with young people in our communities. And I'm so inspired and that is what's kept me on my track of no matter what my title is per se, is just working for young people because I believe that's the biggest investment we can make in the future of the world. Thank you so much for meeting with me today and for taking time from your schedule to share some words of wisdom with everyone who is listening. I really thank you for that and welcome to IYF's Emerging Leaders Podcast. Now, before we begin our conversation, I would like to congratulate you. I learned this a bit ago, but you were recognized by the organization Women We Admire as one of the top 50 women leaders in finance of 2022. I know it's been a year since this happened, but the impact is still the same. So learning about this is now Yet another reason why I'm looking forward to hearing from you about today's topic, effective leadership. I would like to start by asking what it means for Ivana Stevens to be an effective leader and what have been two major takeaways on how effective leadership contributes to the empowerment, development, and sustainability 
of successful teams and projects? Thanks, Linda. That's a great question. Um, so for, for me, to me, an effective leader is someone who has a high level of emotional intelligence, empathy, energy, who can really care for people and have an awareness, a full awareness of their sphere of influence um, and combine these ingredients with an authentic intention to support every member of their team and the organization at large to be successful, to see how they link to the strategic goals and the objectives of the organization and feel valued and feel heard and feel seen. I think that is an effective leader. And, you know, sometimes I have heard about or explored the distinction between an effective leader versus a formal leader. A formal leader is somebody who is on an org chart. And on an org chart, I sit here and these people or these teams are under me. That's formal leadership. In my opinion, that doesn't get you very far. What gets you far is being an effective leader. And that is someone who cares about these ingredients that I just mentioned of empathy, of energy, of encouragement, of working together as one team for certain end goals that we agree to as a team. I don't need to be a manager or a title to do that. And, and so one of the things I wanted to convey, and I'm so excited about this podcast with Emergent Leaders, is that this is something that every one of us can do, irrespective of our title or where we sit on an organogram and a hierarchy. I'm not a hierarchical person myself, and I believe in letting people thrive and, and setting them up for success to thrive and running with the flow because the only constant is change. And as things change and evolve, especially in our world of work with young people, it really requires us to have emerging leaders, right? Not only um, high level leaders, but emerging leaders that can constantly keep that pulse with where the young people are, where the, the trends are going, and to support the organization and that trajectory. Um, two takeaways I would share from myself thus far on how an effective leader can really contribute to empowering the development and sustainability of successful teams and projects. The first is constantly being open-minded for opportunities to learn. And in our day-to-day -day work, Yes, there are standard operating procedures. There are things that we do almost without thinking about, right? That we're just autopilot, but it's really looking for those opportunities in each of those interactions that we have with our colleagues. And how can I collaborate more deeply? How can I connect more deeply? But with each day or each opportunity being the end goal of transforming the lives of young people, because that's ultimately what brings us in our organization. That's what brings us all together. So I think in any organization that might be watching this podcast, maybe their mission is not the same as IYS. Maybe theirs is something else. And But it is how do you connect those dots? How do you keep that collaboration going with that end goal and bringing people along and recognizing that we each have unique skill sets? There are going to be strengths I have and there are going to be weaknesses I have. And my weaknesses may be your strengths. And I shouldn't be threatened by that as a leader. I should actually ins be inspired by that. Um, the second, I think, is as an effective leader is doing our best to make time for people. And what I mean by that is at the end of the day, you know, there's all this talk about AI. It's not regulated. 
like there's a lot of i have a lot of concerns to, to be honest um and the world that we live in right now requires human touch requires human connection requires human intelligence and i think it's it's a matter of my checking in with my team you know it doesn't matter if it's somebody who reports to me or they're one or two or three levels down i check in with everybody regularly there should never be this oh i have to go through this person and this person and this person to get to ivana and cfo or ceo i have to go to this this and this to get to susan reichley who is my boss who's the ceo we should be creating that as effective leaders on a daily basis um making sure each member of our team is seen feels heard feels like that they matter because they do because everything that we accomplish as an organization is because of people so i think this is something that i feel i hold very deeply i i have a uh, a background i actually coached youth boys basketball for several years and that's where i saw just the importance of being able to communicate to each person this is your role this is how you contribute to the success of the team but that as a team, we win or lose. So no matter how you do or the other four members on the court do, and I think it's the same in the workplace, um, we all support them. We do everything we can to make sure that we win as a team. But whether we win or lose, we take that win or that loss as a team. We go back to the drawing board if we did lose, and we say, what could we learn from this, and how do we accelerate and elevate as a team? And so that's like kind of my second thing is just being consistently being with our your your team your people you know um sometimes i hear as a lead executive leader you're up thirty thousand feet and i i do i disagree with that i'm trying to stay 10 toes down with my group with my folks with the people who are doing the work because yes when i have to jump up thirty thousand feet i'm doing that but i'm doing that with the knowledge of what's going on and i think that's very important to have constantly as an um, effective leader I really like the idea of becoming an effective leader and being authentic and being empathetic and being um, intentional about the purpose and the why. Why are we doing this? And so IYF has a mission. So focusing on that mission and like you said, connecting the dots to making sure that that is not one person, but together with our skills, with our with our uniqueness and and in an authentic way, being able to to succeed um, or learn uh, from from those experiences together. So I, I really appreciate that. And in terms of the takeaways, you know, you're you're mentioning connection, finding the opportunities to learn, to connect, to to um, develop and empower and encourage one another. So I I I really treasure and I will hold on to this. Um, and I've witnessed it. So what what I like about this conversation is that I I'm not only hearing you, but I've also witnessed it. So I can attest to this. Um, having people be heard, seen, treated with dignity and respect, and as a whole human being. And um, and we talked about this. You, you mentioned this this constant. Uh, the only constant thing in life is change, right? So this brings me to the second question. It's been over, I think, three years now since the pandemic. And looking back to those first 
days, weeks, months, and these past few years, as an executive leader at IYF, what was your experience in making these changes? And were there any leadership skills you felt were important to, to hold close to <laughs> um, during this time to ensure the organization remained culturally cohesive? Sure, Linda, that's a great question. I, I think that, you know, again, being somebody who I'm aware that I, I like change. I like disruption. I like a challenge. I like to do something new, but I recognizing maybe 98% of the people are not, they're like the opposite of, you know, and just being mindful and aware of that. And then what I did is like in my team, as we've gone through changes is identify where each person based on their role or even their skill set or their experience, how can we help contribute towards the collective we're moving in now, this we were going left and now we're going right or or whatever, you know, analogy you would use. And I think that in that, it allows each person to be their authentic selves. It allows them to feel like they're making an impact and they're contributing because they are and their perspectives matter. Um, down to identifying potential risks, you know, that we may not be seeing of this new plan that we're, we're or this revised or refreshed plan. Um, and I think for me is also as an effective leader is being clear, like, here's what I know, here's what I don't. I got a lot of blind spots. I want you all to tell me what I'm what am I not seeing? Because there's this phrase of like, people in executive leadership are up at 30,000 feet and they have rose tinted glasses. And I, I don't take that lightly. I remember feeling that way years ago when I, when I was, and now that I'm in one of those roles, I'm like, I have to be mindful of this and I have to create a safe space where people can come and tell me. And I want them to feel comfortable to come and tell me like, hey, Ivana, you're not seeing this. We're struggling. You know, this whole group over here is struggling with this because at the end of the day, we are all, we need to be rowing in the same direction on the IYF boat, the yacht, whatever we want to call it, the nice cruise ship where we're running here. And in order for that to happen, each person needs to be able to see how they can contribute and they need to feel safe. They need to feel that their voice is heard. They need to feel that their concerns are heard. And so for me, like that's something I've really enjoyed in this journey and I continue to enjoy is just, I want people to tell me what they, maybe they think I don't want to hear it, but I need to hear it. And I think that's so important as an effective leader is to continue, no matter how you move up in an organization, never forget where you started, never forget where you came from, and never forget that those people know the best, what others are experiencing and what they're navigating. And we have to stay grounded in that. And we have to create safe spaces for people to say, hey, this is your blind spot. Let me help you be a more effective leader because I would be an ineffective leader without those dialogues. Thank you. Um, so it it's the, with with a change, right? With with COVID. Um, just thinking about my own experience, you're right. It it was very stressful, overwhelming. I was in a leadership position when that happened and I I think I learned a lot from it. Um like you said some people are definitely better with change and I think it 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 taught me a lot <laughs> to be able to just 
brace myself. And something you said, um, I think helped me in the process, but I wasn't aware that, that it really helped me. And it, it was letting go of what you cannot control, right? Like just take, take ownership of what you need to take ownership of um, and responsibility and, and try to figure it out, but you don't need to know it all. Um, so can, can you tell me a little bit more about your own experience? Like what was it for you? Um, as you were going through this change? That's a great point, Linda. Um, I will say that going through the past three years, it's only reaffirmed, like change being the only constant that we can rely upon um, for me. And, you know, recognizing again in that change, it is, it is remaining connected to the people to their experience because we only accomplish what we accomplish through people and and helping our colleagues because some everybody's different based on their journeys like i'll with myself i'll be honest like i've gone through so much change in my my journey as, since a kid that change is fine i actually get bored if it doesn't change so but i'm i'm very well aware of it other people they're like oh my god you know, what is happening here? This is throwing me off with my rockers, like, you know, and so being really, really mindful of that as an executive leader and having that shift in your lens of every change has an opportunity, but I have to be looking for it because if what I'm experiencing is this feels uncomfortable, I'm gonna regress, right? I'm not gonna see those opportunities. And so I think that's really important in a leadership role is to really shift your lens of looking for opportunities in every change because change is the only constant and in, and in those circumstances being able to compartmentalize what can i control what can i not what i cannot let me let, let it be what i can control let me work with the team that i have and let's make the best of the circumstances and the cars that we don't um so i think that is very, very key in, in dealing with change. I think it's continued even post-pandemic. I struggle to say post-pandemic because that's, that's scientifically they say it's post-pandemic, but I think this has changed the trajectory of the world of work as we know it and um, the ability to see change as an opportunity and, and really seek out those opportunities in a way that frankly, for many of us can feel disruptive. I mean, just to give an example is AI, right? Like, there's a lot going on with AI, it's not regulated. Me being a finance risk averse person, I'm naturally concerned. You know, I, I'm naturally concerned of like, let's, let's identify these risks or these threats, but I also see the opportunity of how can we be more effective as an organization? How can we have a greater impact by using AI? So I think having that, those dual lenses and then working with the team, um, having a trust environment and really encouraging people like, don't feel, don't feel restricted, you know, go out and say like, let's, let's do something bold. Let's try something different. I think it's really important to create that safe space. So you, you mentioned creating safe spaces. How I, how I perceive it is that I can think that I'm creating a safe space as a leader, but how do I know that it's actually safe? I can speak about that, and I don't know that I have this perfected, um, but I create spaces in a team, like, hey, we're dealing with this, I want to hear everybody's feedback. Um, 
sometimes I'll send out an email and it has a voting mechanism. So each person can vote. They don't have to respond in front of everybody. Their vote is counted and I tell them your vote is secure with me. Um, the other thing I'll do is at times I reach out one-on-one -on -one because I know that not every, there, when you reach out to a group, the people who are more dominant will dominate that conversation or dominate that perspective that you hear as a leader. And I feel like I want to hear from the people that are quiet because they have a voice as well. And so those are just like kind of three examples that I use, but I think it's, it's so important as an effective leader to, to, my assumption is always that what I think is not complete. And if you start with that assumption, it allows you to work through, like, let me hear from everybody that has a stake in this. Let me hear from everybody that has a perspective in this. Um, and, and being encouraging, like I will flat out say, look, here's what I think, but I want you all to tell me something different. I want you to push back with me. I want you to be the devil's advocate. I want you to challenge me. And I think as an effective leader, when you start to say those kind of, and sometimes I'll even imagine, maybe nobody said it to me, but I'll imagine an opposing view and I'll say, what about this? just to get people talking because then I start to hear those differing views. And I feel like if everybody's agreeing, I'm not comfortable. There should be some disagreement. There should be some discernment. There should be some give or take conversations. And that's how we arrive at the most well-informed decision to go forward. If that makes sense, but that's kind of like some things that I do. Yeah, no, no, this is this is great. And so what I'm hearing you say in a way is um, don't stay with the status quo. Don't, you know, challenge, ask questions, being assertive, and you're creating the space in different ways as well. So what I'm gathering is, um, and I'm going to refer to our um, life skills curriculum PTS for this one, right? The, the, the whole um, risks, right? Like, low risk, high risk, and when you're in a larger group, you feel like the risk of you putting your ideas out there may be tougher. Um, and even though this may be true for for teenagers and children, I think it's also very, very, very true for us as adults, right? So um, I, I like that. And then I, I wanted to to ask you, how do you encourage people And how do you empower people to continue their professional development um, so that they can feel more empowered to, to speak up, to, to share their incredible ideas, to be devil's advocate? How do, how do you do that? Yeah, I encourage people to, you know, get out there, network, meet with other peers, And others, you know, whether it's within the sector or whether it's within a function, like if you're in finance or you're in compliance or you're in program development or you're in business development, you know, get out there and get to know peers, not only in the organization that you're working with, but externally, because those are our competitors for better or worse. And what better way to elevate than to know what's going out in the, the you know, in the whole sector, um, in the whole industry. And then... I encourage people to like, don't, don't trip on it. Like, don't be, and I'm saying this, like, I have to tell myself this though, like, don't be afraid to speak up. Don't be afraid to say, Hey, I have this question or I have this idea that may not be maybe different than what everybody else has, has shared so far. 
but having that mindset, collective mindset that we're all in this together, we're all here for the same mission, the same cause. And so wouldn't I want, wouldn't we want to hear like the most outrageously great ideas that we've not tried? Um, so I think just, again, just encouraging that environment, um, creating spaces where people can just brain dump. You know, there's no judgment on ideas, but you just launch the ideas like, hey, I'm having this challenge with our, I'm just throwing this out hypothetical. We're having this challenge with this accounting system. I need a brain dump of people who can just say, what are some different systems we can look at? What are some different platforms we could look at? Like without judgment and you just collect the information. I think that's another way to do it where you're, you know, it's a brain dump and people are coming to do that. Um, and then finally, I think just the authenticity of, I encourage each person at our organization your journey is not something that can be replicated. So there is something that you know, that you've seen, that you've experienced. And to withhold that is a disservice to the mission and, and making people feel confident about that. And being, even as a leader, like no matter what I've experienced, like just being mindful that there's, there's different journeys and there are different scenarios and different options we can consider and really encouraging that. I think those are, that's the advice I would give to anyone, whether you're officially on a, you know, on an org chart as a leader or not, because I think that's what differentiates us. And I love that you mentioned PTS life skills, because I feel like there's so much of what we do at IYF that is life skills that actually transcends into leadership skills. And those are competent core competencies we should all have, but especially members of our, of our leadership or executive leadership team must be able to demonstrate consistently. Thank you. Um, so I would like to invite you to to share one final word of wisdom for those people that may be interested in um, having a, a formal leadership role. And for those that are not in those leadership roles, but like you said, may be um, able and to, to just participate and contribute in in other ways. Sure, and I'm I'm gonna credit. I hope it's okay, but I'm gonna credit Barack Obama with this. I I just recently watched a video he did in June or July, and he talked about just the importance of being able to have the learning mindset, you know, an affinity and a love of learning. The minute that I or anybody thinks we know it all, that's the most dangerous place we could be. Um, there's always something more to learn. There's always a different perspective. There's always a different journey that we didn't know. And so I would encourage everyone to keep that mindset of learning, of figuring things out, of working as a team, at, of recognizing sometimes there's not a manual, there's not a protocol, there's not an SOP. And if I don't see that, okay, guess what? I'm going to create, I'm going to chart that path forward. That would be my recommendation to everyone. And to be curious, whether you're in whatever role you're in or you're looking to get into a leadership role, I think having these elements are equally important, if not more important as a leader, because you need to, as a leader, we need to encourage the teams that we supervise to do those things. That's when we get the best out of people. That's when we get the most engagement. And that's when we're going to have the greatest impact. Um, so yes, be curious about your knowledge, about what you don't know. Um, 
invite people that have different journeys and trajectories from you. And I would say always stay grounded in your intentions, like keeping your heart and your intentions authentic and pure for the mission in a, a business like IYF is is absolutely critical. Sometimes I I have something come across my desk and I stop myself and I ask myself, what's the end goal? What am I here for to do? Because we can get caught up in things otherwise that we don't see the bigger the bigger picture. Um, and then just like I said, I started out as a finance assistant. I'm now the CFO. Um, many years later, obviously, but always remember where you started, whether it was a position and whether it was your community, whether whatever it was, just never forget that and bring that with you in your authenticity. Um, never look down on that. Never condescend that um, as you rise. And yeah, and I feel like my goal is to help people on their journey as much as I've been helped. And a lot of the people that I help are helping me to this day, you know, like they're helping me be a better person. And so just keeping those things, it can sound a little bit, um, I don't know what the word is, but it, I really mean it. I think that's what makes the difference because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter for me, whether it's IYF as CFO, another organization as finance officer, another organization as finance manager, title organization doesn't matter to me. What matters to me is that in my career trajectory and my journey, I am helping elevate youth voices. I'm help, helping elevate youth agency. I'm helping transform like the stuff that I had to go through, the hurdles I had to jump. I don't want another person to have to jump through those. And so down to something as basic as like, do we we meet all the procurement checklists. You know, I always review that, <laughs> to be honest, against that that backdrop. And I, I just think that that makes a world of difference. That That is my advice to everyone, is just to stay authentically grounded in why you're here, what you're trying to accomplish, and recognizing the collective of people that want to accomplish that with you, and that we can only do that together. And so, again, I have certain strengths, but I have certain weaknesses, and where I'm weak, somebody else is strong, and I don't want to see that as a threat. I want to elevate that person and pull a seat up at the table for that person. Wow, thank you so much, Ivana. I have so many other questions right now, but for the sake of time, we'll leave it here for now. Just one little comment that I really, really like and enjoy what you said about staying curious and learning. And I think that is IYF's approach. They, uh, there's always a let's revisit this, let's let's assess this, and I have I've enjoyed that so much. So, thank you so much for your time, for your words of wisdom, and for all the work that you've done uh, to lead this organization. Thank you, Linda. Thanks as well to everyone who has joined us. See you in the next episode of IYF's Emerging Leaders Podcast. Thank you.